As I mentioned, last week I sat through a presentation on Antarctica in Prague and organized by the Cervantes Institute. And one of their speakers was a gentleman who I had not heard of before. His name is Javier Cacho Gomez. As you would, uh, may have guessed, the name is Spanish, and he is Spanish. And um, you can find more on him at JavierCacho.com. J-A-V-I-E-R-C-A-C-H-O.com. J-A-V-I-E-R-C-A-C-H-O.com. There you go. And um, I was looking forward to an evening on the Antarctic and to hear more and to hear what, how and what would be actually conveyed to an audience. And um, one of the first things uh, to, that, I, that I stumbled on was the audience was a mixed audience, meaning you had students, you had the younger ones, and you had people who had extra time, as we say, and then you had some uh, figures uh, referring to the MFA or the city or, or an inclination that would uh, be linked to a form of political presence or uh, government presence, governmental presence, rather. And um, the, so the evening made it, it was a very pleasant evening and uh, I enjoyed it. And um, there's, uh, it was not just purely scientific, and it was sort of open to everyone, and everyone could find a little more to learn from. And as there was a Q&A at the end, um, during the presentation, there'd been some bears. And uh, obviously the, the smaller ones, the little ones, said, wow, we really like those bears. And I thought, oh, this is really a good presentation, because, you know, I saw the pictures, but I didn't, I didn't spend more time on it, didn't think much more of it, and so forth. And get when storytelling one little element that seems totally you know, like a small detail in the midst of a bigger picture is actually the element that's going to bring in an audience. And if you're thinking of the little ones, well, this could lead to the next interest. And who knows, maybe they become the new explorers. Focusing on the depth of footsteps of bears, indicating whether they are pregnant or not, male or female, and whether they've eaten vegetarian food or fish or meat or anything else or whether anything else so you gotta offer and take curiosity where it is and where it comes from and i thought that was a, a great uh small realization and whoever puts these um, and actually we know who did this but uh, the 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 presentation did show that they had people of experience behind it because they really opened the doors and many scientists probably walked through the door in that way so, back to Javier Cacho. Javier Cacho, talking about very pleasant, easygoing, and yet accessible to all, while still being a, a, a fully dedicated scientist. And um, he actually was one of the first Spanish scientific explorers or, or professionals, if you want to call it that way, that was sent to the Antarctic for Spain. And he was uh, heading the Spanish Antarctic program also. Um, but on that evening, his exercise was to talk about one of his books. And throughout the members of the audience, uh, a woman mentioned that she was very happy about one of the books that was about a penguin in the Antarctic. So clearly, his work resonates within everyone's ears. 
uh, whether you're a dedicated fan of the Antarctic or you're just curious or you want to talk about pet animals. And uh, I think as long as you don't mention the movie Madagascar, you can get away with quite a lot. But here is the talent. So he went on to explain the, as named his book, as his book was named, the duel between Amundsen and Scott. That would be Captain Scott for people who know of Scott. And Amundsen would be the Norwegian who beat Scott to it, to the South Pole. And he explains the race while giving us some context of the times when this was happening. He explains how each of the two approached this adventure or this exercise. And he explained how the failure resonated. And it also unveiled a larger context for society at that time. Um, and he does that by explaining the last few words um, um, that uh, uh, Captain Scott wrote in his note and uh, that were found on him, uh, which were, for God's sake, please take care of our own. And you'd wonder, well, you know, what's going on here? He's suddenly converted to religion. Um, 1911, what happens is that nobody would take care of your family if you happen to, if the head of the family would uh, tragically go away or die. So that's what that quote reveals and reminds us of. I have a lot of things that we probably take for granted today. So he goes on to explain the different approaches to the genius and dedication of Amundsen as he's an explorer that was actually headed for the North Pole originally. But as the Americans arrived there first, he said, okay, fine, I'll skip, I'll go to the South Pole. Um, he reminds us that skiing was something that was Norwegian. The rest of the world was not familiar with skiing. They would actually go to Norway to find out more about skiing. Uh, he also talks about the dogs that Amundsen uh, brought in. And uh, the dogs at that time were an Eskimo uh, Inuit um, exercise. Uh, they were the ones who used to use dogs. And although it seems common now, back then, it was something new. And Captain Scott, uh, being English and the Industrial Revolution knocking its uh, metallic thunderous bells, has got some sort of device uh, running with an engine, and he's bringing horses. Um, and they talk about how each of one, each one uh, gets into the race. And um, obviously the horses don't fare well. Um, the machine with an engine doesn't fare well either, if it ends up as a, a sad prototype stuck in the snow. And um, whilst Amundsen manages to get there in record time and uh, becomes the first explorer to reach the South Pole. And he, he, he explains all this in a very, very easygoing uh, uh, manner. Everyone is uh, interested and finds him interesting. He's got that ability to story, to tell stories. And um, obviously, uh, you know, there's a mention for Shackleton at the end, uh, Shackleton being the one who brings back everyone safely on every mission. And uh, the famous saying is, uh, if you're stuck in the middle of nowhere with not a chance in the world, get on your knees, pray to God and ask him to send you Shackleton. But some of you may not be familiar with it, but there you go. That's the reputation Shackleton had. <laughs> and um, so th that's, uh, that's the presentation he made. Uh, it was a very, very inviting speech, I guess, presentation.
better term perhaps, uh, inviting to everyone to read his books that he wrote, referring to different explorers that went to the Antarctic, and an opening for many new people to find a way into the topic. Um, I was lucky. After the uh, presentation, I uh, hung about a few minutes and uh, had a quick few words with him. And uh, as many writers, they talk about the next book. <laughs> and they cannot wait to talk about another explorer. And so on and so forth. A captivating man. And uh, I look forward to read a lot more about him. And to read more of his work and uh, salute his work. And this is what I'd like to do here today. As his work has been within science, within specific scientific journals, and he made the effort to go out and become a quote-unquote divulgator, allowing for many more to discover, learn, and enjoy the topic of the Antarctic. Until the next recording, don't forget, javiercacho.com J-A-V-I-E-R-C-A-C-H-O.com Do yourself a favor. If he happens to be speaking somewhere around you, go, sit in, listen to him. And if you have children, take them. If you have family, take them. If you run a radio show, bring him on. <laughs> well, I can go on. But uh, just one of these very pleasant people that I was very, very lucky to encounter. And uh, I think his work is definitely worth your time in reading. Until the next recording, thank you very much and bye for now.